All right, Rabbi, we'll say good morning. Let us begin. Begin by thanking our sponsors, our Tamatora sponsors, Avram Shandy Kelman, for dedicating all of the Shi'urim and Drashos this month in memory of their parents. We hope that in the merit of our Tamatora, the Neshamas will have an Aliyah and the family in Chama. We thank our week of learning sponsors, Alan Wiseman, in the commemoration of the 10th yard site of his beloved wife, Rita, Rivka, Rachel, Bas, Zacharia, Zichron, Liv, Rachel, Jesse, and Rivka, Mai Rabbits, in honor of a birth of a baby to Shmuel and Shira Arkman, whose bris is this morning following Davini, Emir, Tashem, Bishatov, Mitzlachos, and Dr. Ron and Marlene Gartenhaus, in honor of their sons, Harris and Simon, who have Baruch Hashem have the privilege to be learning in Eretz Yisrael this year. We'll see with that. Let us begin. So we have a lot to do today. Today's daf is Nun Hey. We are picking up on Nundan Lama Days 54. And we left off Mamish towards the top of the daf. Uh, about the two dots. Two, four, six, eight. Yeah, about eight. Good, nine. Nine lines out from the top. So remember again, we saw, we saw the Gemara says as follows. The Imosif and Amemchas. So remember again, the Mishnah said, we never blow more than 48 tekios. Ay, so says the Gemara, is that true below? What about the case of Erev Pesach that falls on Shabbos? According to Rabbi Huda, you'll be blowing a total of 51. According to the Rabbanon, ultimately you'll be, you'll be blowing 57. That's in accordance with their opinions as we saw yesterday. To which the Gemara says, The Mishnah is only including events which occur each and every year. Erev Pesach doesn't fall out on Erev Shabbos every year. So because it doesn't fall out on Erev Shabbos every year, therefore it's not reckoned as part of the Mishnah. So the Gemara says, one second. So if that's the case, Does it always happen that Erev Shabbos falls out during Sukkot? That doesn't always happen either. How would you? How would you not have that zimdin? Sometimes it doesn't happen. Now, how would that not happen? The example would be when the first day of Sukkot falls out on Friday. So, if the first day of Sukkot falls out on erev Shabbos, ultimately again the Gemara is Therefore, again, that's not true because Remember again, the Mishnah's example was Erev Shabbos falls out in the middle of Sukkot. So Gemara says that doesn't always have to happen. How would you avoid that? If the first day of Sukkot falls out on Erev Shabbos, then you don't have a Shabbos B'Sochachag. You don't have Erev, you don't have Shabbos ultimately in the midst of Yom Tiv. To which the Gemara says, no, no, no. Kima Kalivin Yom Tov Erev Shabbos. If it ever happens that the first day of Sukkot falls out on Erev Shabbos, Mitri Dachin We would delay, we would delay. That was saying, what does it mean we would delay? You can't delay Yom Tiv. It means if we see that's going to happen, we would extend the previous month. So the Gemara says, my time what, what's the problem with first day of Sukkot falling out on Erev Shabbos? Because listen to this. If the first day of Sukkot falls out on Friday, then when is Yom Kippur? When is Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur will be a Yom Kippur will be a Sunday. Therefore, what's the problem with having a Yom Kippur fall out on Sunday? 
take a look at Rashi. Rashi says over my time bechad b'shabah bechashinu mishum yarge umishum masye. There's two issues. Issue number one is chas v'shalom. If someone were to die, that in the first let's say somebody were to die late on Friday or on Shabbos, they would remain unburied for two days. Now, you have to understand something. So remember, we never really have a situation like this of a person remaining unburied for two days. And the reason, I mean, contemporarily we do because we have refrigeration. So there doesn't have to be a decomposition of the corpse if somebody dies. But remember, from the Gemara's perspective, you never have a mace sitting for two days. For one simple reason, in Eretz Yisrael, in Eretz Yisrael, you wouldn't have a situation like this. On Yom Tavrishon, the Gemara Mitzakis Cotton says, you're allowed to bury Al Yidei Gayim. You could have non-Jews conduct a burial. Yom Tavshini, even Jews could do it. And remember, Yom Tavshini is only in Chutz La'aretz. doesn't apply in Eretz Yisrael. So the Gemara suggests over here that whenever we see that Yom Kippur is going to fall out on a Sunday, number one, we don't want that because there's an issue of potentially a corpse remaining unburied. And another issue, so interesting, vegetables. Vegetables. What's the problem with vegetables? See, if Yom Kippur falls out on Sunday, you're going to be picking vegetables on Friday in order to eat them on Matzah Yom Tif, on Matzah Yom Kippur. So what happens if you have vegetables sitting around again for two days? Again, I will say, before refrigeration. So what's going to happen? By the time Matzah Yom Kippur comes along, they're going to be wilted, spoiled, no good. So therefore, we never like to have Yom Kippur on a Sunday if Chazal see that happens. So therefore, again, because we never like Yom Kippur on a Sunday, therefore we're never going to have first day Sukkis on a Friday. Really? Is that true? Is that true? That we go ahead, if we see that Yom Kippur is going to fall out on a Matzi Shabbos Sunday, that we delay it? Now we learn, the, the, the sacrificial fats from the Karbanos of Yom Kippur can be offered, from Shabbos, can be offered up on Yom Kippur. And Rabbi Zerah, now again, now what, what, what does that sound like? That sounds like a situation where what? Yom Kippur is coming after Shabbos. And what it's saying is any leftover sacrificial parts from Shabbos can be burnt on the Mizbeach on Yom Kippur, which sounds like Yom Kippur can't fall out after Shabbos. When I was in Rav's home in Bavel, he said the following phrase, When Yom Kippur falls out on Erev Shabbos, they would not blow the tkiyas. Right? They would not blow the tkiyas. And remember again, what, which tekiahs are those referring to? Those are the six tekiahs of Erev Shabbos. Remember again, we spoke about this yesterday. They would blow three blasts in order to tell people that Shabbos was coming, close up your businesses, and then another three blasts for what? To indicate that what? Shabbos is here. So it makes sense. When Yom Kippur was on Erev Shabbos, so they would not blow those tekiahs, which of course makes absolute sense because it was already Kodesh. Remember Yom Kippur is Shabbos Shabboson. It's Shabbos also. So the Gemara says, "Ubamat say Shabbos lo hayum avdilin divrei lo divrei akoli." And when Yom Kippur falls out on Matzi Shabbos, we don't make havdalah. So we'll say. So once again, what do you see? What do you see? Yom Kippur falling out on Matzi Shabbos Sunday. To which the Gemara says, "Kisalikus lahasam." And when I came here to Eretz Yisrael, Ashkach said, "Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Rabbi Shimon, Mepazid Yosef, the Kamar Rabbi Kivi." Okay, this is Machlokis in attribution. Machlokis in attribution. But Lamaisa. Everyone was agreeing that what? Sounds like Yom Kippur could fall out on Matzah Shabbos. Okay, so Halach says, The truth is, it is a machlokas. It's a machlokas to Rabbonon and Achirim. 
Achirim Omer. So we'll say, look at Rashi for just a moment. Rashi says over here, Harabanan Ha'achirim. It is six lines down in the wide lines of Rashi. Masnisin Rabanan Depligi Adachirim. The Mishnah ultimately again reflects the Rabbanu argue on the Achirim. But Omer Ma'arvin Achodesh Tzorach. So Hilchach Rosh Hashanah Be'erev Shabbos Lo Mikla Didachinale. So we'll say, so again, the Achirim are of the opinion that we would not delay the calendar in order to avoid having Yom Kippur on a Sunday. And the Rabbanon would say that we do delay it. The Gemara says, The Sanya, Achirim Omrim in Ba'atzeres, La'atzeres, Ve'in Be'in Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, Ela Arba'a Yomim Bilvad. Because after all, the Achirim say, pretty much we leave the calendar as it is. And therefore, in any given year, the Yom Tovim moved by about four days, right? There's no difference between this year Rosh Hashanah and next year Rosh Hashanah, except for four days. And if it's a leap year, it'll be five days. Good. So I'll say, so again, remember, just how do we get into this? Well, we, the way we got into this is because, remember, we tried, the Mishnah said the maximum number of Tekiyas is how many? How many? 48. The Yom just wanted to point out that in a situation of Erev Pesach that falls on Shabbos, ultimately, again, it could be either 51 or 56, or 57, excuse me, depending. So remember again, to which the Gemara answered, we're only speaking about dates which definitely occur. Erev Pesach doesn't all only fall out on Shabbos, so that again sparked a whole discussion about is there always a Sukkis, a day of Sukkis that falls out on Erev Shabbos. Good. So the Gemara says, Mesvei, Rosh Chodesh Chalios B'Shabbos, when Rosh Chodesh falls out on Shabbos, Shir Shal Rosh Chodesh, Docha Shir Shal Shabbos. Very interesting. The Shira of Rosh Chodesh is Docha, the Shira of Shabbos. So remember again, what we're talking about over here, look at Rashi just a moment. So now we're jumping back. If you remember again, in yesterday's daf, we had a position of Rabbi Acha Bar Chanino. And what did Rabbi Acha hold? He said, Every, every Musaf offering gets its own set of tekiyas. Gets its own set of tekiyas. Okay, so now the Gemara is asking on that. So the Gemara says, Rosh Chodesh Chalios B'Shabbos, when Rosh Chodesh falls out on Shabbos, Shir Shal Rosh Chodesh, Docha Shir Shal Shabbos. The Shira of the Levim of Rosh Chodesh is Docha, sets aside the Shira of Shabbos. So the Gemara says, V'im Isa, now Rabbi Acha, if it's true that what? that you're blowing tekiyos, the own set of tekiyos for every single musaf, then what? Then what else should happen? You should say shira for every single musaf. Why does the Brisa say that the shira of Rosh Chodesh sets aside the shira of Shabbos? Leim of the Shabbos, or leim of the Rosh Chodesh. I'm Rav Safra, Rav Safra said, no, 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 my doche. What does it mean when the Brisa says that the shira of Rosh Chodesh is doche Shabbos? It means doche lekadim. It doesn't mean that we say the Shira of Rosh Chodesh and not the Shira of Shabbos. Rather, it means what? We say the Shira of Rosh Chodesh first and then the Shira of Shabbos. Va'amai. But why is that? After all, we have a concept in Halacha that whenever you have two things, you're not sure how to establish precedence. How do you establish precedence? By frequency. And therefore, again, the Shira of Shabbos should certainly come before the Shira of Rosh Chodesh because Shabbos, of course, occurs more frequently. To which the Gemara says, No, there's something different going on over here. The reason why we want to go ahead and recite the Shira of Rosh Chodesh first is in order that the general populace should know that Rosh Chodesh was established. See, I will say, remember again, 
people, the only way people knew that it was Rosh Chodesh was because if either if they were present when Beisdin established it or word got out. But it's possible that general populace many times did not know about the date of Rosh Chodesh. So in order to publicize Rosh Chodesh, they would do the Shira of Rosh Chodesh before the Shira of Shabbos. So the Gemara says, But there's another way we show the people that it was Rosh Chodesh. The fats of the Tomit Shoshach are replaced on the ramp, bottom part of the ramp, bottom half of the ramp. In the east, and ultimately again, Musaf fats were placed on the half of the ramp towards the bottom in the west. And on Rosh Chodesh, the truth is, the fats were placed on an upper part of the ramp. So the placement of the fats themselves show people that it's Rosh Chodesh. So that was the hacker. That was a they reminded people. Top of Nun Hey, from Rabbi Yochanan, Leida Shehok, Rosh Chodesh. Why did they place the fats of the Musaf of Rosh Chodesh on a specific part of the Mizbeach in order to show people that it was Rosh Chodesh? I see the Gemara says, The truth is, they made two discernible symbols. One was the placement of the fat, and the second one was what? That the Shira of Rosh Chodesh comes before Shabbos, comes before Shabbos, in order to go ahead and what? In order to go ahead and show the people that it was Rosh Chodesh. So it was so important to show the people, what's Rosh Chodesh? Say that these two symbols. I'll say just as an aside. Why is it so important to show people in Rosh Chodesh? Is right? Why is it? Why is it so important? So of course, on a simple level, it's important that people know the calendar. Right? Everything operates from the calendar. You know, on a deeper level, Vashem Tavakodesh says something truly beautiful. He says in Musaf of Rosh Chodesh, we say Rashi Chadashim Li Amchonasata. Right? So, the, so that so the Vashem says grammatically it should be Rosh Chodesh Li Amchonasata. Right? Why, why do you go and say Rosh Chodeshim, which is plural? The beginnings of new months you give us. Rosh Chodeshim Chanasata. Baal Shem Tov says, do you know what the power of Rosh Chodesh is? The power of Rosh Chodesh is Haschala Chadasha. It's a new beginning. Every single time there's a new month, there's an opportunity to remake ourselves. There's an opportunity for rejuvenation. There's an opportunity for cathartic change. The Baal Shem Tov says, the, real, the truth is though, people often associate this power of change with Rosh Chodesh. But really, Rashi Chadashim Li Amchanasata. The Ribbono Shal Olam gave us the opportunity to experience Rosh Chodesh when? Anytime we want. It's not Rosh Chodesh Li Amchanasata. Rosh Chodesh doesn't come once a month. Rosh Chodesh comes as many times a month as you want it. Rashi Chadashim Li Amchanasata. The ability to start new. The ability to remake myself. The ability to go ahead and change. That opportunity is always present. So it's almost as if you see Chazal saying, people need to know it's Rosh Chodesh. They need to know. Why do they need to know? Because Rosh Chodesh is a day that is filled with so much promise and potential. Because any time you see a new beginning, and we feel this, we feel this as we're coming up towards Rosh Hashanah. New beginnings on one hand are filled with anxiety, but new beginnings are also filled with so much excitement. Because if there's a new beginning, there's an opportunity for a fresh start, there is no telling what I could accomplish. It's not enough to show the people that it's Rosh Chodesh with one hacker. You have to show them in two different ways that it is Rosh Chodesh. Incredible. Meisvei. You might have thought that the same way that we blow Tkiyas for Shabbos, I blow Tkiyas for Rosh Chodesh, 
that you should blow separate independent tikkias for every single musaf, meaning that on a day where you have multiple karbani musaf, that you should blow separate tikkias on each and every one, like Rav Acha wanted to suggest. Remember, you're going to this, because that's what we were saying before. Rav Acha Bar Chanina said that you blow separate tikkias for every single musaf, so you might have thought that that's true. Tamalomar, Oberashay Chachechem. Therefore, the Pasik says, Oberashay Chachechem. This pasuk is refutation. It's refutation. To which the Gemara says, "What are you talking about? My Talmud. What's the refutation? Where do you see a refutation in Barashe Chadshechem to watch this?" When the pasuk says in the beginnings of your new months, Hukshu Kol Kulam You see that all months are equated to each other. Rashi says over here, "Hukshu kolachadoshim kulon leinyan tikios shetikios and shavos." They tell us that again, all Rosh Hashanah have the same tikios. To which the Gemara says, "Rav Ashi Yomer Ksiv Chod Shechem Uksiv Uberashi." Now, what's in here's what's interesting. It says Chod Shechem and it says Rashi. Now, here's what's fascinating: Chod Shechem without the Yud could be understood as your Chodesh singular. Rashi is plural. The Rashim, which month has two heads? Let's get the timing of this Gemara. Havi Omer, Rosh See, I will say, Rosh Hashanah is the month with two heads. Why? Rosh Hashanah has this interesting duality. On one hand, it's what? Rosh Chodesh. Again, for us, this is a bit foreign because we make no reference to the Rosh Chodesh identity of Rosh Hashanah. Right, we, we make no reference to this. Because again, the new year, the new year identity usurps that. But again, on a carbonic level, on a Besamikdash level, there's a Rosh Chodesh identity and there is a Rosh Hashanah identity. So which is the month that has two heads? So watch this, incredible drasha. Which is the month where Halacha Lamaisa, it has two heads, but you treat it only as one, as one Chodesh, it's Rosh Hashanah. It's Rosh Hashanah, which also means what? Which means, essentially, we're only going to blow one set of tekios. We're only going to blow one set of tekios. So I will say, this is a contradiction to Rav Acha, because what did Rav Acha say? Every single carbon Mosav gets its own tekios. How many carbon Mosav do you go ahead and offer up on Rosh Hashanah? How many? How many? Two. One for Rosh Chodesh, one for Rosh Hashanah. And again, you see you're only blowing one set of tekiyas. We'll say further another bride. We'll say this is absolutely beautiful. The Gemara over here is going to go through the Shiraz Halavim on the days of Chalamayid. So watch this. What was the Shira of the Levim on the first day of Chalamayid? Kapitol. Kapitul Chavtes, right? Chapter 29 in Tehillim. Now, why is this? Why, why, why Havul Hashem in Eilim? Give praise to Hashem, sons of princes. Rashi says over here, we're going to do a couple of Rashis over here. Rashi says, Om Havul Hashem, Kalamizmar al Shem Shayom Tchila Simzad Beisrael, with the Hanu Kavod Vaoz, Ubaoz Mizmar Kal Hashem al Because in this capital, we know this, because we say this again when we put away the Torah on Shabbos. It says, Kal Hashem al the voice of Hashem can be heard on the water. So the water reference is a reference to Nisoch Hamayim. 
Therefore, we were, this was the Shira of the Leviim. Besheni Mahayu Omrim. What would they say on the second day of Chalamayid? Or the Rasha Amar Elokim. So, Pasuk, this is Pasuk Yom Kapitol Tes Zayin. Or the Rasha Amar Elokim. Malachal Lesaper Chukai. For the Rasha, Kash Baruch says, Why are you talking about my ways? So, again, Rashi says, Over Chalam Mizmar, Divrei Kivushnim, Lena Sefan Azara, Le Mitzvah Sachag, Vesimcha Sachag, Umochichem, Malachal Lesaper Chukai, Kalamar Lamalachal, Lava Lebeisimze, Im Shar Ami, Im Encha Choser Betshuva. The topic of this capital is Chosh Baruch who says, why are you coming to my base Hamikdash if you have not done proper tshuva? Since it's a time when people are coming together, HaKadosh Baruch who essentially reminds us it's not enough to go ahead and come to the base Hamikdash, but one must use the opportunity of Aliyah L'Regel to become a Baal Tshuva as well. Rashi also goes on that it says over here the idea of Zevach Elokim Toda, offering up Karbanos to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So remember again, generally the Regalim were a time that if you owed Karbanos, if, which, which inevitably everybody did. I was saying that sometimes we have this idea that you know, you, you have a Karban, you would drop everything and run to the Beis HaMikdash. That works well if you live in close proximity. But if it's a trip, you might wait. You have Nidarim, Nidavas, uh, Chatos. So you would go and offer that up when you would come on the Regalim. So this Pasuk makes reference to that as well. On the third day, what would they say? Mia Kumli Im Mireim. So we'll say, Kapitol Tzadik Dalid. What's the connection with this particular Pasuk? So Rashi says over here, Ubino Barim Mizmor Echadheim, Ubino Barim Muktam, Umiyakum Limu Uchar, Behe Makdimin Esamu Uchar, Venere Be'enam, Neshe Parashos Miyakum Limu Daberis Al-Tsarason, Shemishubadim Ba'ishini. This particular Pasuk makes reference to the suffering of the second base Amikdash, but despite the suffering that they encountered being under the dominion of foreign rule, they nevertheless found the opportunity to be besimcha on the regalim. A beautiful, beautiful idea that despite sometimes the fact that we have to suffer with external oppression, the ability to be besimcha during our days of simcha is the hallmark of the Jew. We're going quickly through this. You'll look at these Rashis on your own because they're actually quite beautiful. On fourth day of Chalamad, what would they say? Binu bo'arim ba'am. So literally, again, the fools amongst the nation. Rashi says over here, so Rashi says, why, why is this? Why was this the Shira? So it's actually in the same Rashi, Divya Maschil, Miyakumli Imreim. If you look in the second wide line of Rashi, he says, This Pasuk makes reference to the gifts to the poor. So this was a reminder that before you go home, make sure you dispense all of your matanos all of your tithes, all of your gifts to those who are in need. On the 50th of they say, I have taken the burden off of my shoulders. So it was like capital, Pei Aleph, 91, 81, sorry. So this, again, this capital makes reference once again to rainfall, and we are judged regarding rainfall on Sukkis. Beshishimai Umar, on the sixth day, what would they say? Yimotu kolmoste aretz. Ultimately, again, the foundations of the world will crumble. Rashi says over here, Again, I will say once again, this was a reference ultimately to Chumas and Maestros. And again, a, a, a warning that when we are not honest with our tithes or generous with our tithes, I should say, 
ultimately, again, Klala is Ba'ali Olam. So we'll say, actually, really quite beautiful to just see the Shira of all of the days and to remember something beautiful, that the Shira was there to convey messages to those who were assembled. So it's almost as if the Shira each and every day was like a drasha. It was like a shir. There was a message for the day, an avoda for the day. So the Gemara says, And if Shabbos falls out on one of these days, so yimotu yidcha. Ultimately, again, we go ahead and we push off, or we essentially set aside the shira of day number six, yimotu. That's the one that gets bumped. Rav Safra, monach simna, so Rav Safra went ahead and said, if you want to remember the shear of all the days, it's Humbai. We'll say that's just, that's just an mnemonic. That's just the first letter of each of the days of the shear. Humbai. Alright, so there was apparently a machlokis about the order of one of the days. Instead of Humbai, it's Humhabi. How do you remember who's who? Amuhuba de Sifri. So Amuhuba de Sifri, we'll say, means the group of people who follow the Rebbe. So that's just uh, the word. The word Amuhuba means a group, which happens to be the same, the same word, the same letters as the as the mnemonic. Tiyufta Rabbi Achavarechaniya Tiyufta. They both say again. This this refutes the position of Rabbi Acha. Now remember again, because going back for just a moment, Rabbi Acha said we blow tikios. For each and every Musaf. What we just read seems to be a refutation of Rabbi Acha. Why? Take a look at Rashi. So I'll say in the wide lines of Rashi, it's about two, four, it's about 20 lines off on the bottom. Tiyufta is Rabbi Acha. Amar token al kol Musaf. Alma do amar lechol echad shiro. Vahikatani. Yimotu yitcha. I will say, what do you just see from this? What do we just say? We just went through the Shira on six days. On six days of, right? Potentially six days of Chalamayid. Now, what's interesting to, uh, to note about this is as follows. What did the Mishnah say? The Brisa said, excuse me, that when one of these days falls out on Shabbos, what do you do? You set aside the Shira of that day. Or I should say, you set aside the Shira of day number six. Day number six. The fact that you're setting aside the Shira, oh, we're also assuming means what? that you would not blow the tekios associated with that shira as well. Which therefore tells you that not every single carbon mosaf gets its own set of tekios, which then is a refut- effective refutation of Rabbi Acha's position. Okay. Baha Rabbi Acha Brachanina Kramas Nisa Kamar I Rabbi Acha brought a Pasuk and a Mishnah to support his position. So Ravina Lomar Shema Arichin B'Tekios. Ultimately again, to which the Gemara says, to which the Gemara says, perhaps Ravina says the Brisa and the and the and the Pasik that he brought don't tell us that you bring that you blow more tikios, but rather again that you extend the tikios. Then maybe those that Brisa and that Pasik that he quoted on Amar Aleph can be understood to mean that halacha lemaisa you go and not blow more tikios, but the tikios you are blowing should be extended. Maybe it's not even that you extend the kiss, but rather what? You have more people blowing the shofros. Right? So in other words, that Rabbi Acha was interpreting the Pasuk and the Bryson Ahmed base to say that every single Shira or every single Muslim gets its own tikios. It appears that we've refuted that position. I, what do you do with this Pasuk and what do you do with this Bryson? So one possibility is it means that you extend the tikios. Other possibility is you just have more people blowing tikios, but it's actually the same number of tikios. So we'll say, now here's what's interesting. What about us who have two days? 
So what do we do? Now Rashi points out to Verbosai that this is this is interesting on a variety of levels. This is look at Rashi. It's about uh, fifty lines are from the bottom. Verbosai, this is interesting. You saw this the question: What do we in the diaspora of two days? What do we do specifically, Rashi says, regarding davening? Right? In davening, in davening in Musaf every single day, we make reference to the Musaf day. We're going to speak about in the next Mishnah the way that the Karbanos of Sukkis worked. Each day, the, right, we diminished it by one. So in Musaf, what do you say? Remember, again, we'll say outside of each other, there's a Sveika Diyoma. So, for example, when you, get, when you get to the second day of Yamtiv, when you get to the second day of Yamtiv, I have a Suffolk. What's the Suffolk? What's the Suffolk? Is it day two or is it day one? Well, that's enough gamina in terms of what you say in Musaf. Do you say the Musaf, the Musaf offering of day one, or do you say the Musaf offering of day two? Which one is it? To which the Gemara says, Abai says we essentially go ahead and set aside the second day. Rava Amar Shvi Rava says we set aside the right, we just set aside the seventh day, which means we don't make reference to that one. Tanya Kavase de Rava. Imchal Shabbos Lios Pechel Mehen Yimotu Yitre. Bose, it seems to be what we just said before. That Allah Chalai says Shabbos falls out during Chalamayid. We set aside one of the shears of the day. Which one? Yimotu, which was day number six. Yitre. Askin Amir Bernarda. A name or established in Arda that what do we do? literally means we skip. But if you look at Rashi, Rashi says something amazing. He says, Well, so what do we do? So essentially, means that on any given day of Yamtiv, what we go ahead and we do is we say that one and the next one. So said, which gives rise to contemporary practice. What do we do in our Musaf and in our Kriyasa Torah? We always go ahead and mention two days. We mention two days. This way again, that covers the Sveik of the Yoma. Right? This way again, either way, whichever day of Yom Tiv it is, I'm covered. And we do this in Musaf and we do this in Kriyasa Torah. Pretty incredible. So I'll say that again comes, comes from the Gemara. Ahmed Beis. Ahmed Beis. Mishnah. We'll say very, very, very exciting Mishnah here. Yom Tavrisha Shachak Hayusham Yud Gimel Parim. So we'll say, listen to this. We're going to go now through the sacrificial order of Sukkis. So the Yom Tavrisha Shachak, the first day of Yom Tiv, Hayusham Yud Gimel Parim, they had 13 Parim, 13 bulls, Elim Shnayim, two rams, Visayir Echad, and one Seir, one goat. Okay, so we'll say, In addition to that, there are also 14 sheep. So we'll say, a lot of karbanos. Now, we're going to see everything in this list remains constant with one exception. The Yurgimoparim. Right, the 13 cows, you start with 13, and then each day of Yabdiv, each day of Yabdiv, you take one off. Now, there's the Mishnah, the Mishnah is operating with a premise which is unstated, which is as follows. We know that Allah Kohanim are divided up into 24 Mishmaros, 24 shifts, right? And each Mishmar served in the base of English for one week a year. The truth is, they, they served almost, they all served for two weeks a year. Some of them served for a little bit more. They served for a week during the year. So again, during that week that your Mishmar is on duty, remember a Mishmar was made up of what? 
multiple bate avos, families. So over the course of that week, the avoda was divided up amongst the multiple bate avos. The exception to this is the regalim. On the regalim, all kohanim who want to serve have the ability to do so. And what we do is we make sure that the avoda of yamtiv is divided up amongst all of the mishmar. So for example, take a look at Rashi, but just a moment over here. Rashi says, Yom mishmoros olos all of the shifts of the Kohanim come up to the base Hamikdash. And sixteen of the Mishmoros go ahead and offer up these sixteen animals. So both say, so now watch this. So let's go back to Mishnah. Yom Tavishan Shalchad, what would they offer up? Thirteen parim, thirteen parim, Elim Shnaim. Right, two, two alim, two, two rams, we'll call them. Sayer echad, one goat. So we'll say, so remember again, that is a total of 13 plus two plus one is 16. Right, so we've got 16 taken care of over here. Nishtayrusham yud dalit So remember again, 16, right, there's a total of 24 mishmoros. So therefore, what does that do? Nishtayrusham yud dalit kvasim So we're assuming each mishmar offers up one of the aforementioned animals, which then leaves what? Eight mishmoros, eight mishmoros to take care of the 14 sheep. I'm going to say, you hear the math? So remember again, the thir- thir- 13 parim, two elim, one seir, that's 16. There are 24 mishmoros of Kohanim now serving in the base HaMikdash on the regal. So 16 of those mishmoros take care of the first 16 animals. Each of them offer up one of these animals. That then leaves eight mishmoros to complete the 24, eight mishmoros, and 14 kvasim, 14 sheep. So we'll say the Mishnah is now going to discuss how we go ahead and we split up these kabanos. So therefore, Bayom Rishon, on the first day, Shisha Makrivim Shnayim, six, I'm sorry, Shisha Makrivim Shnayim Shnayim, six of the remaining Mishmoros will offer up two of these kvasim each. And therefore, again, Makrivim Shnayim Shnayim, Bashar Echad Echad, and the rest will offer up one keves. But said, all the Mishnah is going to do now is just show how the numbers change based on the removal of one par per day. So remember again, everything else in this list remains the same except for the 13 parim. Those are diminished by one each day. So therefore again, Bashani on the second day. So we'll say, remember again, we're not focusing now on the, well, we're focusing now on how the remaining 14 kvasim are divided up. Because essentially the way it works is like this. One mishmar per par, one mishmar per ayol, and one mishmar per soyer. Right? The only time that the numbers, the way the division divides up, is with the yud dalet kvasim, with the 14 sheep at the end. So, Bashani on the second day, Yamtiv, Chamisha Makrivim Shabbos. Remember again, on day number two, on day number two, so now instead of yud gimel param, we have what? 12 param. So that pushes everything down. Therefore, Bashani, Chamisha Makrivim Shabbos, five of the remaining groups. Because remember again, Five of the remaining groups will offer up two kvasim each, bashar echad echad, and the rest will offer up one at a time. One at a time. So the Gemara, or what should say, one per Mishmar. Bishlishi on the third day, Dalid Makrivim Shtayim Shtayim. Ultimately on the third day, four of the groups, four of the remaining Mishmoros, will go ahead and offer up two kvasim each, bashar echad echad, and the remaining groups, one kvas each. On the fourth day, you'll have three of the remaining Mishmaros offering up two Kavasim each, and the rest of the groups, one Kavas each. On the fifth day, you'll have ultimately again two groups 
offering two kvasim each, vashar echad echad, and the remaining groups one, one each. Bashishi on the sixth day, echad makriv shnayim, one of the remaining mishmaros offers up two kvasim, vashar echad echad, and the rest of them ultimately going ahead and offering up one, ubeshvi'i, and on the seventh day, kulon shavin. Everyone is the same. Look at Rashi, almost right across in Rashi. V'kulon b'shvi kulon shavin. Kala mishmoros hamakrivos kvasim shavos. By the time you get to the seventh day, all of the remaining eight mishmoros, who are, oh, actually was more than eight now, who are offering up kvasim, were all offering up the same kvasim. They were all offering up one. Shekol achas makreves echad shareinam ela shiva parim, because by the time you get to day number seven, there are only seven parim, right? We started with 13. We work our way down to seven. Ve'elim shnaim v'sar echad la'asar mishmaros nishtayru yudal kvasim lidal mishmaros. So by the time you get to day number seven, you have 14 sheep and 14 mishmaros that still need to be assigned a carbon. And therefore, Allah Lamaisa, everyone is offering up one keb. It's beautiful. Bishmini. Now it's on the eighth day. And remembering again, what's the eighth day? What's the eighth day? Shmini Atzeres. We already spoke about, again, remember, Shmini Atzeres is different than the rest of the days of Yantif. How? Pizar Kishav. Pizar Kishav. So what happens on day number eight? Chazru Lepayis. New lottery. New lottery. Remember again, so Shmini Atzeres is reckoned at, first of all, I will say, Shemini Atzeres is going to be different because the sacrificial service of Shemini Atzeres is different. And remember, at this, see, the beauty of Sukkis, the beauty of Sukkis is there is enough Karbanos for every single Mishmar. That is not true on Shemini Atzeres. So therefore, again, Shemini Atzeres is a regal, which means all of the, all of the Mishmoros are there. They're all there. But you don't have enough Karbanos for everyone. So what do you do? Lottery. We go back to a lottery, back to our, like our Yuma days. We go back to a lottery. So the Gemara says, Amru Mishahikrif Furthermore, again, I will say it was a schos to be able to offer up the parim, right? The 13 parim. You start out with 13, go down to seven. And whoever got to offer up a par today would not offer up a par the next. In other words, as much as everyone is participating in the sacrificial service, we wanted to give everyone an opportunity to go ahead and offer up a par. So if you got a par today, you weren't included in that service tomorrow. Again, the beauty of the first six days of Sukkis is there was enough for everyone. So there was no lottery, but there were assignments. If you got a par today, you don't get a par tomorrow. Beautiful. Our Mishnah must reflect the view of Rebbe and not the Rabbanon. The Sanyo par haba bishmini. The part that is brought on the eighth day of Rebbe. They would make a pius, right? They would go ahead and they would go ahead and draw lots. These are the words of Rebbe. The Chachamim the Chachamim would say, "Achos mishtei mishmaros the lo shulshul beparim also." So the Chachamim would say, "No." Say, interestingly enough, when you go through the order here, there are only two mishmaros who did not have a third opportunity at the par. So the Chachamim say that only the, the two families who did not have a third opportunity to bring the par on Sukkis, they're the ones who get the opportunity to do the par on Shemini Atzeres. So the Mishnah says that they draw lottery on Shemini Atzeres. So that must reflect the view of Rabbi, not the Chacham. To which the Gemara says, no, no, no. See, here's the difference. According to Rabbi, all the Mishmoros were eligible for the lottery. According to the Chachamim, only two of the Mishmaros. But even according to the Chachamim, how do you choose which Mishmar does, does the par? There was a lottery. So everyone will agree that there was a lottery for Shemini Yatzeres. The Shaila just does what? Who participates in the lottery? Kiman Azla Desanyo, whose opinion is reflected in the following. Kal Mishmoros, Shonos, Umishalshos, Chutz Mishnei Mishmoros, 
Sheshonos ve'in mishalshos. All of the mishmaros had an opportunity to offer, to be involved in the par service at least twice, at least even three times, except for two mishmaros who had the opportunity to participate in the par service twice, but not three times. But not three times. Name a Rebbe v'lo Rabbanon. It must be Rebbe, not the Rabbanon. To which the Gemara says, No, afilu teimu Rabbanon. My love shoshu b'pari yachag. My love, I um, kind of read the, read the conclusion. My love shoshu b'pari yachag. Are we not talking about again? Not the Karbanos, not just Stam Karbanos, but the Afkada Pari Yachag. Umay Kamash Walon. What are we coming to teach us? Hakamash Walon. Mi Shekrev Param Ayom. Lo Yakrev Param Mamachar. Elachosin Chalila. Rather, what does it come to teach us? We'll say it was a special schos to participate in the Parim, in the offering of the Parim. And it's coming to teach us that if you offer the Parim today, you were excluded from that service tomorrow. In other words, we wanted everyone. So what it turns out is all the Kohanim offered up the Parim at least twice. Some had the opportunity to go ahead and offer it up even three times. Amr Belazer, Chani Shivim Parim Kineged Mi. So over the course of Yom Tiv, right, going from the first day of Yom Tiv, when there are thirteen, to the last day of Yom Tiv, when there are seven, we offer a total of seventy bowls, seventy parim. Why do we offer up seventy parim? Belazer, this is actually quite beautiful. So the Gemara says Kineged Shivim Umos. Ultimately, again, it corresponds to the seventy Umos, to the seventy nations. Quite beautiful. Par Yochid Lamali, so we'll say ultimately, Par Yochid Lama, so ultimately again on Shmini Atzeres, where we only blow, where we only blow, where we only go ahead and offer up one par. Why is there one par on Shmini Atzeres? Keneged Uma Yechida. That one par ultimately again corresponds to the unique nation. And who is that? Klavi Saul, right? So again, the 70 parm of Sukkis refer ultimately again to the nations of the world, and the one par of Shmini Atzeres refers to it refers to Klal Yisrael. What's the power of Shmini Atzeres compared to? Well, it's such a beautiful Gemara. What does it compare to? This could be compared to an earthly king who said to his servants, Asuli Suda Gidola. A king likes to invite all of his servants. Let's make a big Suda. On the final day of the celebration, what does the king say? The king says to his most beloved subjects, Make a small suda so that I could derive benefit from it. But say such a beautiful, beautiful mashal. Sukkis is a yamtav where Hakadosh Baruch Hu ultimately shows that the entirety of humanity is His. Right, every single right. The Jewish people have not cornered the market on God. The Rebbeinu Shalom is the God over all humanity. Of Araya, seventy bulls corresponding to seventy nations. But Shmini Atzeres is only one bull. There's only one power. And what does that show? The unique Rakhash Baruch Hu invites us for a private suuda with him. A private suuda with him. And the Rebbeinu Shalom says, Asuli suuda kitano. Go ahead and just make a small suuda so that you and I could have a more intimate setting together. Ultimately, again, that I could derive benefit from you. I will say, we'll go back to that in just a moment. I'm Rabbi Yochanan. So we'll say, so this is the dynamic. Sukkis almost has this identity as a universal yamtiv, a yamtiv that benefits the entire world, whereas Shminiat Seres is this small, personal, intimate time, intimate dinner, you know, in, 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 intimate relationship with the Rebbe Shalom, just Klal Yisrael and us. So the Gemara says, Woe to the nations of the world 
who have lost and they don't even realize what they have lost. Say what this means, this is so profound. The, the, often the nations of the world think that the loss of the Beis HaMikdash is just our loss, Kali Yisrael's lost, loss, but they don't even realize that our loss is their loss. That when we lost the Beis HaMikdash, they lost something profound as well. The Gemara says, Because when the Beis HaMikdash stood, when the Beis HaMikdash stood, the Beis HaMikdash was mechaper on the Umos HaOlam, on the nations of the world as well. It was mechaper for them. And now when there's no Beis HaMikdash, Ba'achshav mi mechaper alayhim. Now, who or what is mechaper? What atones for the nations of the world? It's such an incredibly profound yisod. Everyone thinks the loss of the Beis HaMikdash is just Klal Yisrael's problem. But what did we say in, in Slichus? Ki Beisi Beis Tfila Yikari Lechol Ha'amin. Right and remember, what do we say? This this house of Tefillah is a house of Tefillah for all the for all the nations. And right after that, Shema Koleinu, meaning the Beis Hamikdash gave a sense of equilibrium to the entire world, and everyone benefited from the Mikdash. Even the seventy nations, even those who oppressed us, benefited from the Mikdash. And now, when there's no Mikdash, it's not just Klal Yisrael that's at a detriment, but it's all of humanity that's at a detriment. Such an incredibly profound and overwhelming yisur. I just tell you, in the one minute we have left, something very beautiful. You know. This idea of Shmini Atzeres being this unique relationship between Klal Yisrael and the Ribbon Hashem. There is a beautiful, beautiful idea by the Rishoner. Rabbi Sala Brishin says in the Gemara Masechet Shabbos, where the where the 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 guy, the, the person who wanted to convert, comes to Hillel and he says to Hillel, "Teach me Kala Torah Kula Aregel Achos." Right? On one, on one foot. So remember again, first he goes to Shammai. Shammai is unhappy with him. Shammai chases him away. And what does Hillel say? Teach me kalat arakula regal achos. What does Hillel say? What you don't want done unto you, don't do to your fellow. So Bisola Rajin says, what was, what was the Gentile asking? When he says, teach me kalat arakula regal achos. So the Rajin says something beautiful. The, the Nanju was asking, was asking Hillel, Teach me the entire Torah about the one regal. There's one regal I don't understand. There's one regal I don't understand. Which regal don't I understand? I don't understand Shemini I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. All the other regal I understand. Sukkis, I understand. Pesach, I understand. Shavuos, I understand. Shemini I don't understand. I don't understand. To which the rich Hillel responds, you know what the entire essence of Shemini is? HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves more than anything for his children to be together. Just like every parent. Every parent has one simple wish. We have many aspirations for our children, but on a basic, like, human level, I just want my kids to get along. I want them to love each other. I want them to respect each other. The Ribbono Shal Olam is no different. What does HaKadosh Baruch Hu want from us? To love each other, to respect each other, and to get along. So what does HaKadosh Baruch Hu do? He provides us with one more day just so we could be with each other. What does the Gemara mean when it says, Make for me one so that I can get benefit. What benefit does the Ribbon Shalom get from us? The benefit the Ribbon Shalom gets from us is when he sees his children getting along. When he sees his children loving one another. When he sees his children going out of their way for each other. That's the Hanah. That's the benefit that the Ribbon Shalom receives from us. So when the Ger says to Hillel, So teach me, Says the originator, he wasn't asking to learn Kala Torah Kula while standing on one leg. That's ridiculous. But what the Ger says, I've learned the entire Torah. I want to convert. I've learned everything. One thing I do, one Shiloh. What Shemini Yatzaris? What, what is Shemini Yatzaris? To which the originator says, 
Be'ahafta l're'acha kamocha. All right, so stop over here. Tomorrow, last daf of Sukkah, Emir Tzashem, Mishatov Mitzlachos, I'll begin at the Mishnah. Which is right? No, no, just.